This is our first guest of the year, Carl. First guest of the year. We had Mike a couple times last year. One of my buddies is very, very into the NFL. And he spends probably 18 hours on Sundays just watching NFL. He, I think, is pretty into betting on NFL games. He knows a shit ton about football. So we asked him to come chat about everything. He uh, he is kind of a Seahawks fan, but he also is very negative towards how the Seahawks are currently being run in terms of Pete Carroll and his scheming. So uh, it's always an interesting conversation having him on, but Matt, man, we've known each other for like fucking two weeks <laughs> and we're two podcasts in. I love there it. You go. Two podcasts and a dead deal in, I guess, right? <laughs> Let's leave. Let's leave that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, I, I. I mean, I was always brought up when I was younger. My dad always said you got to cheer for the team that's close to you. And living in Vancouver, your closest NFL team was Seattle. Yeah. So I've seen the pitfalls, and uh, you know, like you say, Pete Carroll. I think he's over scheming right now. And you know, look at that. Look at those a couple of those games that they should have won. Should have won. Like. I have a lot of thoughts on Pete. Let's we'll get into him a little bit. Where where did your Seahawks love start? When you were a little kid? Start watching football? Did you play football growing up? I did. Yeah, I played high school. Um, Where'd you go to high school? I went to Frank Hurt in okay. uh, in Surrey. We beat so the piss out of you guys in grade twelve. What school? St. <laughs> Thomas More. Oh no, you did. I don't think you played us. Well, you're, you're probably a few of, years old. I played Frank Hurt for sure. Maybe in junior grade eleven. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh yeah, because we would we did convert from AAA to Double A. And that was probably it because we had a very early program going on and they wanted to have us AAA. Oh. And that was like probably 1998-ish. Okay. But it was, yeah, we went back to AA. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I had, uh, I started playing football there. Of course, it's a team game and you meet all your buddies and yeah. you play the community set and you just, you know, you go on and try and go to college or, you know, obviously the dream would go NFL was never there, but. When you're playing, you follow, you know, all the colleges and you watch the Saturday football games after your game. And that was kind of the gist of my career down there or down playing football. And then, yeah, Monday nights were after practice, the coaches would say, okay, come on down to the, you know, down to the, I guess, the IT wing where we would have one of our coaches set up and we'd watch Monday night football and make burgers outside. It was awesome. Good fun. The first Seahawks game. I didn't really have an NFL team when I was in high school. I played high school football too. Oh, yeah, that's right. St. Thomas More, you said. Yeah. And in grade, I think it was grade 10. I was 15 years old. My brothers took me to the playoff game, the divisional game against, or the wildcard game, I think, against the Dallas Cowboys. That was the game that Romo fumbled the snap oh. with like 40 seconds left or something. And tried to run it in. Yes. Yeah. And yes. got tackled on the one. Yes. And the Hawks won by one that game. Yeah. And that would have been, yeah. That, that was... environment just like lit a fire into me, man. And I was so, I was so in on Seahawks football for the remainder of my life. I, and I will be forever. What a but game. like that was the beginning of falling in love with the Seahawks and just the crowd and that stadium and the environment, it was nuts. Yeah, because that would have been what you, you said that was your grade 10? Grade 10, I think that was 2004. Okay. Okay. So I think it was 2004. Been... That was Matt Hasselbeck, Matt Hasselbeck. and uh, Sean Alexander <clears throat> and Jordan Babineau, mm-hmm. I think was the guy who made the tackle on Romo. Babs. He was the sa- safety, I think. Yes. Yes. 
that was quite a Romo still talks about that every now oh, and then man. he brings up that and obviously when they show highlights of Seattle in the in the playoff runs that one always seems to come up that and another infamous short pass we'll <laughs> yeah. talk about that yeah. one but <laughs> but uh, yeah no that I have to admit like I had uh I had season tickets we got them probably 2010ish I want to say but even before that like I got introduced when it was yeah, the Matt Hasselback era and totally crushed on his wife. That was the host of The View. <laughs> um, the castaway or whatever she was or the survivor finalist. Can't remember her name. I don't know who that Elizabeth is. Hasselback, I think it was. Okay. Yeah, she hosted The View with those all the girls go on and talk. It's, it's not a show I frequent. No, no, neither did I. <laughs> but when you're crushing, you see her on TV every day. There's only one way to watch her. Fair right? enough. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, we were, it was Hasselback era. Sean Alexander, that was my favorite running back. Um, you know, the team was just so, it was so, I don't know, it was easy to watch. The Seahawks were not as hated then. Like no one was really hating on them. It was just a team trying to find their way, it found like. And then all of a sudden, you know, we, Matt Hasselback goes down. Charlie Whitehurst comes in and that's kind of when I had my season ticket. So that's probably the twenty. 09 or 20 2009 2010 seasons it's interesting that nobody hates you when you suck right no but they got good for a few years when it was Hasselbeck and alexander mm-hmm. lost in the super bowl that one year and then they've been very good for a decade really obviously won a super bowl lost another one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we won't talk about that but, but the win th- was i mean we if you look back at that game like it wasn't even that very it wasn't even that exciting against denver it wasn't. It was. I remember with my buddy, we were at the bar watching it, and it was like I think Denver had the first draw or first had the first ball, like the ball of the game, and then that was when the the uh, Peyton Manning I guess buffed the snap and it went back for a t- or for a safety. Yeah, right away. And it was like, oh my god, we're on the board. Like we had to do nothing there. Yeah. And then it was like a couple touchdowns later, and they had that game like wrapped up in the first quarter. Dominated. Yeah. What was the final score? Forty-one to three or something. Forty-one-six. It was, it was, yeah, it, it was, was something weak, but yeah. it was like it wasn't as exciting, you know. And you just knew the team was exciting at that time because you had the Legion of Boom, and Man. you know, like it was a good era. That's probably my favorite era, to be honest. It might go down as the best era of Seahawks football in Seahawks history. Yeah, you have uh, Fran- who is going to be the all-time best quarterback in franchise history, Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You had uh, Marshawn Lynch, who was maybe the best character that any sports franchise has had of all time. Mm-hmm. That guy's unreal, hilarious. And you had one of the best defenses in NFL history. Yeah. Man. Has there been a secondary that's been able to compete with the Legion of Boom? Those guys were so good. Man. Yeah, So good. Um, I mean, not that I've that we can recall like in the last few years because mm-hmm. I mean New England always had a good defense but not quite the same as that caliber right they were like they were one of the best defenses in the league for f- like five or six years straight which yep. is so hard to do man with in the NFL with so many injuries mm-hmm. but yeah that secondary man I mean as good as it was when it was when it was ending, though, it, it didn't just end like on a soft note. It was Camp Chancellor gets knocked out with like a near ending career neck yeah. injury. Earl Thomas like shatters his leg and fingers you know, the crowd. Yeah. on the way out. Like it wasn't a good ending by yeah. any stretch for a, a classy, 
hard hitting, like, you know, that like, they were such excited. They were so exciting to watch, like the offensive side, but you just knew the D would get you the ball back if you were, you know, on the offensive side, right? Like It's interesting that you bring up the word classy because in my head, I think those position players are rarely associated with classy, right? Guys in the NFL that are good interviews are usually quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And who else? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like guys on defense, all they literally they get paid ten million dollars a year to just bash people's heads heads yeah. in, right? Yeah, that's it. So would you assume they'd leave quietly? Probably not. No, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> like same with Richard Sherman. Like his interviews after the game were so funny because he would just swear at people and tell them they suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? <laughs> so truthful. But then he would back it up, and then his you know cockiness swagger would come out and. You know, no one would target the receiver the next game. Like he wouldn't get thrown on, right? Like, yeah, no. I and okay, so here's a funny thing. So I had season tickets. My dad and I got them. He had a uh, he had a diagnosis, and we had never been to an NFL game. And so I said, okay, dad, let's get let's like, forget a single game. Let's get season tickets because they were cheap at the time, and you could get them. So we had them for a couple years. Went to the our very first game, and the home game was just insane. Like they had the Red Bull bombers jump out of the plane over these over the oh, arena man. and then they just parachuted right into the stadium the whole crowd goes nuts and that was my first experience of a seahawks game and uh we had charlie whitehurst was the starting quarterback and it was like it was a bad season but the games the atmosphere were so much fun and we think we had them for two years and i was like this russell wilson guy gets drafted they're totally rebuilding i'm not renewing these tickets and the first game that we would have went to would have been the the uh, Green Bay Packers game when is it a catch or isn't it a catch? Repl- I went to that game. Oh my. Yeah, the replacement was, refs. That was yeah. it. That was it. Yeah. And that was the very first game we gave up our tickets for. And I'm sitting here and I'm like watching on TV. I'm like, Dad, what the hell did we do? And I went to call my rep the next day because he had had us for like three, four years. And he's like, yeah, no, there's like about a 5,000 wait lifts right now for them. And I was like, overnight? He's like, yeah, that game with Russell Wilson and how he came out and performed. Seahawks fans are excited again. And I'm like... Did you put your name back on the list? I did. I think I'm like 75,428 in line right oh, now. Oh, so you just recently put it back? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I put my name on the list like two or three years ago. And I think I got an email at the beginning of the season telling me I was like 71 or 72,000. Oh, so you're way back still. Way back. Oh, yeah. That's... I'll get season tickets when I'm 65. Yeah. Like it'll it'll be, be a generational thing now. Like. You know what? Who knows though? Because when Wilson leaves and yeah. whether he plays the rest of his career or not in mm-hmm. Seattle, who knows? But he's 31, 32, mm-hmm. whatever. Is he? I think he's 33. I thought he was a year younger than me for some reason. Carl's going to find out. He's 10 years. <clears> this <throat> is his 10th year in the league. So when do we start? So 20. Yeah, maybe he's 33. 32. He says 32. 32. Okay. okay. So he just turned maybe. He just signed a four-year contract. This year was number one, so he's got three more years. Yeah. Even if he plays out that contract, when he leaves, it's a it's a crapshoot, right? Mm-hmm. Like the NFL draft, you can look back at the last five years of, of who the NFL has drafted in the first round as quarterbacks, and most of them don't pan out, mm-hmm. right? You're kind of taking a you're taking a shot in the dark with a guy like Russ in the third round, like Seattle got him, right? Mm-hmm. But like who, the Jags guy, Trevor Lawrence, has been very mediocre in his first year. Yep. This guy on the Bears, uh, Fields, has been pretty mediocre. Yeah. A lot of them just don't 
amount to superstars in the NFL. So I'm guessing that it's there's going to be some growing pains after Russ leaves. Well, it's the it's the it's the whole run game. Like people know to watch and and spy on the quarterback now, right? Because like I went to that Arizona Cardinals San Fran game a couple weeks ago, and Trey Lance was replacing Garoppolo there, mm. and the kid. He ran. He was like 21 years old, first NFL start. He ran, I think, 80 yards in the game. But I'm telling you, like, the kid can throw too. But he was getting licked. Like, yeah. he was getting hit. Like, so you got to think, like, longevity-wise, like, Russ is going to start to, I think, have aches and pains because he's gotten also licked in his 10-year career. He's so good at avoiding contact, though. Like, when he does get out of the pocket and run, he always will give up a yard to go down and not get hit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas guys like, we talk about this almost weekly on the podcast, guys like Cam Newton, RG3, mm-hmm. uh, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson yeah. those guys, they're running backs in their head, right? Yeah. They think they need to get seven yards per carry versus Russell Wilson is a quarterback. He's just a very smart dude. Mm-hmm. And he understands that the team only wins if he is healthy and he needs to be healthy. So yes. give up two yards. Because we can see that right now. A lot of the rookie quarterbacks learn that the hard way. It's so dumb, it's, man. Like, why isn't why is no one telling these guys that? I'm sure they've told them. It's just when you're on the stage, right? I think you're you just feel invincible. Right? You just don't realize how hard these guys hit, how big they are, right? I just. But Lamar's like, what is he in his fourth year now? I think so. Yeah, yeah, fourth or fifth. He could be a really good quarterback if he just figured out how to not get hit so hard. Well, that's one thing I like. Remember when Ricky Williams used to play? He used to say um, he'd always be like, "Yeah," he goes, "I always." I like being running back. He's like, but I I would have a longer career if I just avoided the tackles. Right? <laughs> yeah, totally. And it's like he's not he's not wrong. <laughs> like he's not wrong at all. And I mean, talk about an outspoken individual there. But yeah, I, I do think we're gonna see some serious growing pains here when Russ is gone. Um, you so know. that's what I think. Like, if that happens, and we have like a five year losing streak that we don't make the playoffs for five years in a row or something like that. I feel like that season ticket holder list will move pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially when Russ, you know, heaven forbid, he either leaves or retires. But I think him being in that position, I think we will lose a lot right there. If they don't make the playoffs this year, do you think Russell Wilson asked for a trade? <sighs> no, I don't. Because he is he's the type, or the type of guy who would honor a contract like that. Like he's... You know, when he came into the league, he was very much very, he was very, um, I wouldn't say not spiritual the word, but he's very, he, like he's, I don't know what, he, what religion he practices, but he's very much like in God and, and yeah. you know, believing in himself and where he is. And I think when him and Sierra started getting together, I think he kind of got a bit more swagger and a, a bit more cockiness behind him. But I still think like he's still that, you know, embodies a person who would honor something that they committed to unless he was let go. I heard. But then he could be asked to be let go and then the media doesn't spin it that Russ wants to leave and that could be behind closed doors. Totally. We trash talk a lot of the NFL analysts (laughs) on this podcast regularly because most of them have no idea what they're talking about. But one guy said something and it's an interesting comment that I've thought about a lot and I don't necessarily disagree is that Seattle is ruining one of the greatest primes in NFL history. And obviously that's Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. He's a really good quarterback. 
He hasn't had an offensive line oh, for 70% dude. of his career. He's yeah. had the worst defense in the league for the last three years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so at what point does a guy who is potentially, you know, he's probably a Hall of Famer already. At what point does he just be like, look, I want to win more Super Bowls. I got, I got to get out of here. He's 33, 32, 33. He so probably has yeah. four good years left. Mm-hmm. Four or five, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny you talk about that O-line. Like, I used to watch and just, like, th- almost throw stuff at my TV <laughs> as we watch this running back get, you know, seven <laughs> yards here with a, all his line behind him. Um, but, like, Justin Britt, the center that we used to have for so many years, would literally snap the ball and stand up and guys <laughs> would run right by him. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> and he'd, he'd be brought back. And he'd be brought back. And I, no offense to Justin Brett if he's listening, of course, because it's not an easy task to play in the NFL. But I'm like, how do you have a job after these, you know, like missing your block over and over and over and over again? Like, and that's just one of them. Like, you could go into Jermaine Effetti. You can go into uh, oh, a couple of the other ones that were just here for a season and gone. But yeah. like, if you compare Seattle's money on offensive line, I think they always rank like 27th and down, right? Like yeah. they're never up there. Yeah. Whereas like New England Patriots are top five when Brady was there. Like I think they were top one and two, they flip-flop. But you pay your players and they you get the players you pay for. And I think that's where with Russell, it's they may he may say, hey, look, I want to trade. What, do you, what is it going to take? We'll keep you here. We'll keep you here. Like we, we'll pay you to stay. Like I think that's what's going to happen is they'll just keep paying them. He, he signed a big contract, though, this season mm-hmm. for four years. Mm-hmm. So, Like the highest paid, I think, in the league until… Was it was, this year or last year? Maybe last year. I can't remember, Carl. Maybe he's got two year. years left. So yeah. Maybe he's got two years left yeah. after this season. I think he's like… Is, I think it's like a 32 mil a year. He… I think it was 40. 40 a year? I think it was… I think it was 40. I think it was… Uh, What's the math? It's, it's colossal. It's four like it's years. big. Yeah. 160 million, four years. Does that work into mm-hmm. 40? I think, I think it's something so. like that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but then like two months later, Patrick Mahomes signed a 50 million. A but his was, a, his was like, I think 10 years though. His is long. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to, and, and well, hey, look at Mahomes this year though. Like he's struggling. Man, the NFL this year, I've never seen anything like this. Isn't it so like, fun? It yeah. seems like yeah. literally no one wants to win. No. Yeah. It seems like no one wants to be the best team in the league. Arizona, I haven't really watched them that much, but I watched like the other good teams. I watched Buffalo. I've watched Tennessee. Um, like Casey now is five and three and has looked tragic, right? Really? Are they five and three? No, they five. No. And, they were four, four and four. And five? Yes, or four and five or f- five, five and four. four. Five and four. four. Yeah, but they look bad at times, right? They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have won on uh, that Monday nighter. They shouldn't have won that game against New York. New York. Ha- New York was beating them. Yeah. Like that was. I. I put money on New York. I was like, the way they're struggling, the odds are in my favor to make you know some good good dough. Took it to go to overtime, and they had that stupid penalty. That's right. That's right. And then the play later, they're kicking a field goal for the win. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> I was licking my chops. I was like, this is a sure thing. <laughs> And then yeah, that was brutal. But that's that's your sh- Kansas City. You should be beating that team, fifty-two twelve. Like the NFL <laughs> like, yep. is the craziest, best sport in the world. I think, in terms of the league itself, the entertainment value of the league is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. 
and I don't think really compares to other things. Part of it is you have these freak athletes that are trying to beat the crap out of each other every single week. Injuries play such a big role in like who is winning per week. And every single week is totally different. Mm -hmm. Like this week, last week, um, Seattle beat the crap out of Jacksonville, right? Yeah. It wasn't even close. It wasn't even a fun game to watch. As a Seahawks fan, I'd say my biggest emotion was relief. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Getting a win, right? Because there's a really big downward spiral for four or five weeks in a row. But then Jacksonville goes to... Uh, Buffalo. Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And beats them 9-6. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Buffalo, like one of the preseason favorites to win the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. Really good football team. Josh Allen's supposed to be top three quarterback in the league. Yeah. They got Stefan Diggs this offseason, right? Last year. Yeah. Last year or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. Six and points. They, and they lose to potentially the worst team in NFL history. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're two and 21 in their last 23 football games in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. I think that one win, and one of those wins wasn't even this, in the country, it was in, in the UK. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I couldn't believe that when I saw that score, I was like, come again? What? Nice but then, really, really exciting football game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. But that Seattle Jacksonville game, I mean, did you guys, you know, question and say, hey, this could be one of those, you know, last play of the game based on how Seattle's been playing? It was on our back of our heads <laughs> for sure. Like, take the tie, maybe? Um, <laughs> I know I, I was thinking that, like a 16 14 yeah. game type thing was yeah. what I was fearing. But yeah, I mean, Seattle, when you think they're going to do that, they rise to the occasion and pummel somebody. When you don't think they do that, they're going to leave you with like, a, oh my God, we need to finish this game because we need this actual win. So yeah, I've been watching. Oh, look at this fumble. Um, off the kickoff. But uh, Pittsburgh's going to like that. Um, I was, I've been watching Arizona just from that game I saw down there. And I've always kind of liked, um, oh God. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, yeah. I've mm -hmm. always kind of liked Kyler Murray because he has that Russell Wilson type totally. vibe to him, right? Yes. Small, yes. athletic, yeah. not necessarily like a traditional type quarterback, but just makes things happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think he's a little bit smaller than Russ, but I think he brings that excitement that Arizona also needs. And I mean, look at Arizona. You got J.J. Watt. They've got Zach Ertz down there now. Like... That was a pickup to to help them out in their tight end core. But I mean, they beat San Fran yesterday. And you know, they're gonna I you know, if, if Russ isn't back, we play them, I think, in two, two weeks, weeks. Right? Yeah. Two yeah. weeks. So yeah, if Russ isn't Russ back, is back this week. We hope. <laughs> According to all the social media accounts that I get most of my information from, <laughs> one of which is awesome. I don't know if you follow Seattle. C, like the letter C, Hawks on no, Instagram. No. Follow them. Okay. He must have a connection inside the organization because he knows everything before the organization knows anything. So he'll be like, hey, we just signed this guy. And then like an hour and a half later, the actual Seahawks really? account will post, the we just signed this guy. Yeah. Really? Or like oh. someone's injured, they're out for a week, whatever. He, honestly, his account is awesome. I've messaged him back and forth a few times. He's wicked. wonder how he knows then, yeah. Interesting. He must have a connection somewhere, but very interesting. Yeah, he has like a he's probably the biggest Seahawks account. He has like a hundred thousand followers. Well, because he has all the intel. <laughs> he's got it first, man. <laughs> yeah. I know he's awesome. I get all my stuff from him. The OBJ update. Yeah, what's just, happening? I just there? watch him. It's just talks. It's right hard now, right? to tell, yeah. man. It's hard to tell because 
what I've heard from the organization of the Seahawks is that they have no interest in paying him $8 million to That's be a number three receiver, right? Right, which like, makes sense. They're pretty sold on DK and Lockett for obvious reasons. Yeah. So he'd be number three. Are you willing to pay someone $8 million for the next six games? No. Eight games, whatever is left, eight games? Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think that would even help us that much for that amount of money. But according to other yeah. sources, Russell Wilson is really trying to push to get OBJ. Well, I look at it from a coaching standpoint. You pay him the $8 million, you know he's going to get double team. So, I mean, there he frees up a guy. It's hard to say, man. Like, just use him as a decoy. The problem is not our receiving core, though. The, yeah. the problem is not the weapons we have on offense. The problem is, does Russell Wilson have enough time to make reads and throw yeah. the ball? That's 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 been the problem the last five years. So you tell your lineman block for 4.6 seconds <laughs> or you have receivers that can run four three forties. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, DK and Lockett are both top-tier receivers in the league. Yeah. Gerald Everett probably could be a very good tight end if he was utilized more. Mm -hmm. And then who's our third receiver right now? Urshula? Urshua? I think so. Was it Swain? Maybe Swain. Swain might be Swain. Yeah, Swain. Yeah. But he had a big game last, last game. Yeah. Whatever. I don't think I don't think our weapons on offense are in any way hurting us. I think no. this is what I think. I think last year was the worst offensive play calling I've ever seen in NFL history. And I am extremely happy that Brian Schottenheimer is not part of our team anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We brought in this guy that is supposed to be more offensive minded, more creative, whatever. And I think he's being handcuffed by Mr. Carroll. Because Pete still calls the shots at the end of the day, I guess. Pete was born and raised in 1903. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he grew up when football was like, you know, the Bears versus the Steelers in 1934 playing Super Bowl One. There was no passing. Totally. <laughs> yeah. It seems like he's still stuck on, we have to defend, we have to be ultra conservative, we have to run the ball on first and second down, and we only throw the ball whenever necessary. And unfortunately, that is not the way the NFL works anymore. And it hasn't worked for the last decade. Well, look, at I mean, you've had Chris Carson, Rashad Penny all have pretty significant injuries. And they're getting the brunt of the runs this year and last year. This is why no one picks, so. no intelligent coaches and GMs pick yeah. running backs in the first round. Yeah. Because they know their career is so short. Yeah. A good running back, a, a phenomenal running back's career is four years, five years. Maybe, maybe, maybe yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, look they're, at AP. They were working AP out last week. Or who was working out Adrian Peterson like he, last week? Tennessee, so, he played. Tennessee, right? So yeah. he did play this weekend. Well, they just, so he was not on a team. No, they he was, just yeah, picked he him was, up because Henry yeah, got he was, hurt. He was just free agent just sitting there. Yeah. He was getting he ready for Dancing with the Stars, man. But Nine dude, years? But that years? guy's a once in a generation yeah. guy, right? Yeah. It was like him and LT. Like Derrick Henry's, what, had four or five really good years? Uh, but how many guys in the NFL that are currently starting running backs have had four or five really good years in a row that's, maybe one yeah just henry probably marshall lynch but that's lynch was a lynch was a unique animal too it took him to leave buffalo before his like last year in buffalo before he started to really get on and then totally was he was like one of those guys that for some reason just avoided a lot of injury yeah, yeah. he played all yeah. like all the time yeah like Camara had a down year two years ago yeah christian mccaffrey's been struggling with injuries McCaffrey last two years every season man Every season he gets hurt. Yeah. We got to figure you get Nick 25. Chubb maybe is like, he's on his third good year. 
He's, he just came back from injury last yeah. game too. It's just... I mean, 25, 30 carries a game. I mean, you're... <laughs> yes. Yeah. It adds up, right? Well, the interesting thing about that position is if you have a great O-line, you don't get touched till three or four yards down the field. Yeah. Right? When so you got anyone, speed. Not anyone, but like a decent athlete who is mm-hmm. like a decent college running back can fit in there to that system that has a great offensive line and look like a superstar. Mm-hmm. And that's happened so many times versus the best running backs of all time that come out of college, go to a shitty team because they get drafted fourth because GMs are stupid. And they yeah. don't understand that they're going to get injured. Like, they don't do anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a... Kareem most, Hunt, too. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. Is that Except, the most underrated position in professional sports? Offensive line? Just I get th- no love. Yeah. I think it was... I think back in the 90s when you had Emmett Smith mm-hmm. or Emmett Smith... Smith, Emmett Smith playing the game and everyone wanted to see his electric, you know, on field. Like he could run away from guys. He could get, I mean, what did he have? I think he's seven, 6.2 yards per carry was his average. Like, I, I'm not quote, don't quote me, but I'm thinking it was, it was high because he was always getting decent chunks of yards, yeah. right? But I mean, it, I think that was when the, the position was electrifying. And then it sort of shifted to quarterbacks. And then it sort of shifted to like, your defensive players, like your cornerbacks that were making those plays out in, in the secondary or your safeties that are going out and laying guys out. Like, I think it's the, the game has evolved to showcase these certain positions, I think, over the years. Totally. And I think right now it is quarterbacks. It's by far quarterbacks, but I would say the most underrated is probably O-line and D-line. Like, if you have good D-line, like Aaron Donald, like guys like that, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what the other team is doing. It doesn't matter if you have the best quarterback in the league on the other side. If he has two and a half seconds to throw instead of four and a half, mm-hmm. the game is completely different. Totally. Totally. It doesn't matter if you have OBJ on your team. Yeah. Because he doesn't have time to run down the yeah. field mm-hmm. to make guys like miss, right? Yeah. No, and that's, I think that's going back to, I think that's Seattle's blunder is we, they just have to get that offensive line sorted and they got to just pay guys because that's simply what we need. <laughs> Guys that want to play, that are getting paid. What is the realistic chance we make the playoffs this year? Because we have two of the best teams in the league in our conference. Mm-hmm. The Rams, I think, are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. I'm still not sold on the Cardinals, even though their record is better. I think in the playoffs, the Rams' defense beats the Cardinals' offense. But Rams defense beats Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. They got Von Miller now too, right? Big pickup. I saw that. Yeah, he's old though, right? He's old. Yeah, exactly. He's he's kind of. I don't even know why they picked him up. They must have had an injury or something. I don't know. I think just going for it this year. Maybe they're just adding depth. That what is he? D end. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe just adding depth, adding another guy. Yeah, I mean, because those guys, man, like. They can't play 70 snaps a game, right? No. No. They're going full out every single play, and they're, what are they, 250 pounds? Yeah, and they have different schemes too where those guys are off the field for certain plays. So it's it's a strategy game. But I think think Arizona is is the contender in the NFC West. I I think they would beat LA. Um, Seattle has two critical games. They still have San Fran and LA at home. And which was once a good home team is 
not to make showing the, those. Yeah. To make the playoffs, though, they probably have to get 10 wins because it's a 17-game season now, right? Yeah. So knowing that there's two teams in their in their division that are easily going to be ahead of them in terms of record, they probably have to get 10 wins to get that last wild card spot. And, and have a wild card, yeah. So that right now they're three and five. So that means for the rest of the season they're going seven and two. Is that realistic? I don't know if it's realistic, but they have to. Because we still have the we play Green Bay next week. Yep. Coming off a loss. Yeah. Right. Green Bay lost to. Green uh, Bay lost to lost uh, to the Chiefs with no Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah. COVID protocol, right? (laughs) I'm gonna just see here. Okay, so we have <clears throat> we have Green Bay, then we have uh, the Cardinals. I mean, tough games right there, and then probably a win in Washington, and then hopefully a win against the Niners. Mm-hmm. But a division game, right? We're in Green Bay next week, and then like we have the Rams, the Bears, and <clears throat> the Cardinals again at the end of the year. Yeah. And the Cardinals that that January 9th game. I think the percentage of them making the playoffs is extremely low. I think thinking realistically, they have to go seven and two. Some random number. I think they have them at twenty one percent right now to make the playoffs. I think that's high. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because they need a bit of help too. Like yeah, you've got maybe nine wins. Does nine wins get into the playoffs? One, two, three. Because nine wins in seventeen game season is nine and eight. It'd be so close. It be it depends what other teams do at that. Because then point. they're competing against like the Bears, Falcons, yeah. Falcons, yeah, it's New Orleans. They're is, gonna... Yes, New Orleans <laughs> is a big one. Because there's, is it is it two or three wildcard teams now? Do they change it to three? I think they change it. They to added three. one more, right? Yeah, because only one team gets a buy now. Yeah, well, yeah. So there's three wildcard. So I mean, Arizona, the way they're playing, they're playing for the buy because they're. The best record in the NFC. What NFC. Arizona and the Rams beat us like record yeah. wise for sure. I think, but um, I think Seattle has to. I mean, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it could come down to that January 9th game against Arizona. Well, one of those teams is getting the wild card, right? Yeah. So let's say the Ra- let's say the Cardinals win the division. The Rams get one wild card. Then we're competing for two spots against New Orleans, Atlanta. Minnesota and Chicago are both three and five, same record as us. And then that other division is probably the worst division in football. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The Cowboys division. (laughs) Yeah, because they're taking that. I mean, yeah. I guess it's doable. I guess they they probably need nine wins, so they need to go six and three. I don't know, man. I think they need 10. I think think 10 is safer, yeah. Yeah, because at least at 10 wins, you hope to get a wild card. Because New Orleans Uh, already has five wins. So let's say they're a wild card team for sure. So then there's one spot mm-hmm. left, mm-hmm. and then it's us. Um, both Carolina and Atlanta have four wins, and then I don't know Minnesota and Chicago are the same record. Well, Russ also has to stay healthy for these next. <clears throat> Is his first injury years. in ten years? Yeah. <laughs> Albeit one that and it was a freak, freak weird thing. Yeah, totally freak accident. He's so fun to watch because he's so shifty and he he doesn't get hit hard. Right? He gets sacked a lot, but it's never like a bad No, never. Hit. Yeah, like who would have thought with Russell Wilson he would have got injured throwing the ball. 
not running it, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, just his luck or our luck as fans. Uh, seven and two, I think, is the way to go. And I think that game against Phoenix or Arizona is going to be, that'll be, it's going to be true Seahawks fashion. It's going to come down to the last game. And I mean, we're going to be probably looking in the locker room for, or watching during the halftime to see what the other teams are doing just yeah. to get that boost. And Arizona probably going to come down to won't it. even need to win that game. No. They won't play any other starters or anything. Yeah. Potentially. Well, they'll also have the bye too. So you have two weeks off if they win the outright. Yeah. Which one loss, I think? They mm-hmm. have one right now. Yeah. They had one loss though against uh, Green Bay. The last couple of weeks, they haven't looked great. Which was a really good game though. It was a good game. That Thursday nighter. <clears throat> yeah. And I mean, that was Arizona had that, had that one. It was just the receiver, the receiver error with Kyler Murray and the and um, oh, was it not Adams? Who was it? I can't remember. But he didn't. He didn't look back on the fade in the end zone. Oh yeah, yeah. The Green Bay guy read it the whole way. <laughs> yeah, and then you just turned around basically, and the ball was right there as a as a gift. But I think that was their only loss, and that was last Thursday. So that was their only and they loss won last week against. San Fran, so San they're seven Fran. and one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's they're eight and one. They could or eight and eight one, one, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so they could li- four more wins could lock up that division for them. I still think you know? the Rams are better than they've shown so far. Yeah, I think. Well, I think you know what? It's Matthew Stafford. You know, I don't. I just hasn't been gelling over there. Do you think that's their biggest much. question mark? I think yes. Yeah. I think yes. Because Jared Goff ran that offense. Right. Both, in my opinion, are not very good quarterbacks. Wow, it's amazing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But look what Goff's done now. He... Nothing. What has Goff done? Nothing. Just stuck in Detroit. Poor guy. That's it. Because I, I think he's, yeah, his record is. He hasn't won a game this year, has That's he? what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm okay, Denny. Thank you. Jared Goff. Stats, and then freaking for the Rams, their offense. Cooper Cup's been playing out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Robert Woods is not so good, but he's still a good receiver. I mean, Goff's had. Oh, thanks, buddy. So Goff has got just under two thousand yards passing. Let's be honest, though. Detroit is one of those places where people go to die. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like the New York Jets. It's like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. <clears throat> Nobody goes there to thrive. <laughs> or the Winnipeg Jets. You I mean go to Win- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah because I don't know I mean brutal but that that's I think I think that's LA's biggest issue is it just he hasn't gelled down there you know coming from Detroit's lackluster team for the last few years yeah and now you get pumped into a winning franchise and you're expected to win <clears throat> we talk about this all the time is like how many how many elite quarterbacks are there in the world at one time and i think it's less than five so if i I were to say five i would say i don't think tom brady is there right now today elite yeah not not anymore he's forty-seven thousand years old i don't know they're gonna he doesn't know what down it is half the time he's they're gonna run they're gonna run i think they're gonna they got the best defense in the league yeah like they're gonna put a good run on for the super bowl i think they're i think they're in the AFC championship game. I think Tom Brady's in the top 10 currently. Yeah. I don't think he's in the top five. 
if I was picking a team that was going to play to try to win a Super Bowl this year, I would have Mahomes ahead of him. I would have Wilson. I would have Aaron Rodgers. I would probably have Josh Allen. Really? So maybe he's like five, six, seven somewhere I, in there. I, I gotta. He. They're gonna play for the AFC Championship game. No, I hate him so much. <laughs> yeah, I can see the hate. If That's I saw why. him in the street, I would punch him in the face. Yeah, but you got to give credit where credits due here. I disagree. It is I what mean, it is. He went to a team. I think he's shit. He went to a team, and I thought <laughs> I was with you. I was skeptical. He's like, "There's no way he's winning a Super Bowl. There's no way he was winning a Super Bowl." They have and the then, best receiving core in the league. That's what I mean. And that's they have what the it best takes. defense in the league. And he's got a good O line in front oh, of him. Oh, great O line, yeah. Yeah, like he's got work. time to throw. He's got time to make a sandwich back there and throw. And that's that's that'll get you to a Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the truth. I hate him. I, I, I you got to love and hate him. That's that's how you just have to look at it. I wasn't a Tom fan after, of course, that Super Bowl where we should have had that, but I saw him play live, and it's like. He backs it up. He does back it up. So you wouldn't pick anyone ahead of Tom Brady currently to win a Super Bowl? Out of the quarterbacks right now? I don't think... Okay, so here's the thing. I don't think like if you take Arizona, put Arizona in the Super Bowl, Kyler Murray's going to win that game on the ground and in the air, but I think he's on on the ground. He's, he's running that ball if he's in the Super Bowl. I think if you have LA in the Super Bowl... Matthew Stafford has to be lights out. I don't put him ahead of Tom Brady. I don't put Matt Stafford in the top 12. Jared Allen or Josh Allen. I mean. He had a big offensive day yesterday. So keep that in mind. Six points. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, yeah. I mean, that if you're going to win the Super Bowl, I think that was their, that was their nail on the coffin right there. I, I don't think they can come back from that because mm-hmm. they're going to be beat up this week. And I think it tapers into this week. I don't know who they have. I think they've got a whole room. Have they only of have two losses? Is that their second loss or third? Maybe that may be their third. I think that was their third. I think now? the. I think the um, that loss though yesterday, oh, I bet you, equates to like a four-game losing streak. I don't know about that emotionally in that locker room. That. I disagree. I think the Bills they're are five gonna, and three. Yeah, I think the Bills are going to be totally fine. I think the Oof. Bills are easily going to be a playoff team. Who do they play in next, the playoffs? They play they're going to be scary. Who do they play this weekend? The Jets. The Jets? Yeah. Okay, that should be a sure not a sure win. <laughs> play Jets, Colts, Saints, the next three. <clears throat> the AFC is just so much shittier than the NFC. There's it is, like every year. three good mm-hmm. teams, right? Yeah. Titans, Bills, Bucks. No, that's their NFC. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the NFC. Um Bills. Just like Chargers are, we can maybe put the Browns there. in that conversation now. Ravens. The Browns are five and three. Five and four. Five and four. Ravens. Three, yeah. Six and two. Yeah. It is. This is the most dispersed year I've ever seen. Right. Usually, there's like two or three teams that you're like they're going to be in the AFC or NFC championship yeah. game. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Right. Versus this year, it just seems God. like nobody is interested in stepping out. Oh my God, he runs. And now the Titans don't have Derrick Henry, which is so bad. How long is he out for? These might potentially for the rest of the year. Yeah, they're saying, they're saying broke 10 his weeks. Foot. Oh, shit. You can't cut or do anything no, on a broken foot. You can't. <clears throat> which is crazy because I remember them, them showing how rigorous his training schedule was. What did he do here? He just like let it fly out of his hand. Roethlisberger. Um, they were showing his vigorous training in the offseason. It's like, the guy looked poised. He was going to set records this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, 
think he already right. has 2,000 yards for the season. It's a running back, man. It's a running back. Because he, he did it the last <clears throat> two years before, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But just like getting 30-plus touches a game, how long can this last for? Well, and there you have like a yeah. broken foot of all things, right? Like you need that to run. I think teams are too reliant on that position. Like I think there needs to be a lot of depth for a team to do very well at the running back position. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always like how Seattle kind of runs the football mm-hmm. is they always have like a number one guy like Lynch or, you know, Carson's been over the last few years, but they have a good two and three guy. Yeah. Like yeah. even Homer yeah. as a number three guy is a pretty good guy to get mm-hmm. five touches a game versus someone like Tennessee who only has Derrick Henry they're gets in injured trouble. and they're like, oh shit, what do yeah. we do? And their entire game plan now changes. Totally. Yeah. We hire Adrian Peterson. But if yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if Henry gets 35 touches a game, it's just it's a it's not if he's gonna get injured, it's like when which yeah. week is he gonna get injured in? Correct. Right. But if you can limit that number one guy's touches to like 15 to 18 a game, yeah. and have your number two guy get five to seven, and your number three guy get three to five, then you just like prolong the life of these guys. But man, in like name one guy that continues to get 35 carries a game that lasts more than three seasons. McCaffrey is a good example, right? They just give him the ball every fucking play and he gets injured every year. But the thing is, he's a good like receiving was most of his thing too. And he's still injured. It doesn't make a difference. Dude, you're getting hit by the best athletes in the world on every play. Here's an XC Hawk here. Cassis Cassis March. Marsh. Taunting. Look at him. Looks over at the bench. Had to cut you off there, sorry, because ex Seahawk, we had to give him a bit of credit, and then he went and blew it. <laughs> yeah, we're good at that. Ah, special teams player of the year, I think, for them. DK might get the most unsportsmanlike conduct penalties in NFL history this year. Yeah, every week he gets one. And now you're now you're tainted too, right? DBs know what to say and know exactly how to get it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's hard. No, I don't think so. Do you think they have like group chats out there? Hundred percent. Like WhatsApp chats with like all the DBs. Like, hey, I said <laughs> this DK. Teams? He gets 100%. yeah. Like they, yeah. I said that's a DK. He yeah. got choked. Oh, we got him this week. Let's. I'll try it and see what happens. Right? It'd be so funny. Yeah. Hundred percent. There. Yeah. Is. They must. What do you think of? We talk about the Seahawks' offensive scheming every week. It seems like. I want to hear your thoughts without hearing mine. Summed up in one word, mm-hmm. predictable. Yeah, there we go. Boring and predictable, yep. It's just embarrassing <clears throat> that we have one of the best players in NFL history, let's say of his generation, to be conservative, Russell Wilson. He's very, very good. We have a lot of really good weapons on offense, and yet it is shockingly frustrating <clears throat> to watch them run the football on first and second down and put them in third and sevens and third and eights almost every drive. Yeah. I don't understand. I don't know if he's like, I don't know whose fault it is. Yeah, that's this the is biggest my problem. thing. Yeah. So my problem went from the last couple of years, I think Pete Carroll is really good if he stays in his lane. I think he's a really good rah-rah guy. He gets guys pumped up. He gets guys to buy into the system really well. He is not good in any fashion on running a defense or offensive scheme whatsoever. So if he he can be a phenomenal head coach if he allows the offensive defensive coordinator to 
do their fucking job. Mm-hmm. Like it seems like Waldron right now literally just is told what to do and he's just a puppet in the system. And it's like, hey Shane, you're uh, coming over to the Seahawks. My name's Pete Carroll. I wear uh, Nike uh, Monarchs <laughs> and uh, I'm going to shoot my gum really hard and I'm going to tell you what play to run and we're going to run the football 70% of our plays yeah. and uh, good luck to you, sir. And we're going to have a fun year. Like that's it. Because like last year we blamed Schottenheimer for everything, right? Well, Schottenheimer it was, him. was trash. Yeah, yeah, but we got a Waldron this year and not much has changed. Schottenheimer so went to being like an assistant to the regional manager of the quarterback <laughs> coaches. Yeah. Like that's what his position is now on, I don't know who he's, he's with like the Jags. I think he's with the Jags actually. He went to the worst sports yeah. franchise in, yeah. in sports history. And he doesn't even have a title. That's how bad he is. You think I called it. You I think, fucking called it two years early, Carl. So we need to get rid of this chump. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I think I think if 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 Seattle doesn't make the playoffs this year, yeah, you can blame a bit of Russell Wilson being out. But I think I think this could be the end of Pete. That's what we. So mm-hmm. I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be either. But I think Pete is so stubborn that it, something has to change, and either his whole philosophy needs to change, where he just understands that we're living in 2021 and not 1986 anymore and the NFL runs differently and winning football games in the NFL looks different than it did 30 years ago when he started. But I don't think he's capable of doing that. And I think the Seahawks have had such a good decade that this big step backwards probably warrants drastic change. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think looking at like some of the other teams that have had success, I think we go young this year. I think we go young coach and go more towards that way of thinking of how the new NFL is. Who's really good in the NFL in terms of head coaches? So Bruce Arians has put together a really good squad. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I don't know if that was him or the GM there. I don't pay attention enough. Sean McVay is probably up there in the top three to five. Everyone just talks about his play calling and that. Yeah, all the time. Seems like he, seems like he's more in. If I don't know if he watches like post game interviews, but that guy is fucking laser focused. Mm -hmm. Yeah, everything he does and says is like very thought out. McVay. Yeah. 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 Like he lives and breathes. It seems like he's that guy that is in the office 18 hours a day, goes yeah. home to sleep for two and a half hours, and then is back watching film at 3 a.m. And just yeah. loves it. Yeah. Everything about him. And he's, he's isn't he under he's, 40 still? He's our age, I think. Like How old 36. are you? He's that young? I believe, yeah. Nuts, yeah. Eh? Yeah, he's, he's young. And he's like, he's got a, I think a wife and a young family too, so I don't know how he gets the hours in. Like, I just don't. But I think, <laughs> I think if, I, if you have to ask, I think, if Seattle has a colossal season, which they could, and I think you just gotta you gotta change that room up because you you've had how many losing seasons now? <laughs> a couple mediocre playoff runs in the last mm-hmm. two years. I think something's got to change. I think in order to keep Russell Wilson happy, something has to change. Exactly, because you got to keep Russ at the end of the day happy. That was one of the conversations we had the other day. Was like. In my mind, they're not making the playoffs this year. I hope they prove me wrong, but it just seems unlikely. If they need to go seven and two for the rest of the yeah, year, that's asking, based on that's how they lot. performed yeah. in the first half of the year, yeah, it's it's extremely. But unlikely. see, this is like the way Pete is on the field. He's jokey, buddy, buddy, buddy. When you're losing, 
and you're still doing that, you've everyone thinks it's just a joke and buddy buddy, right? You've lost the system. Mm-hmm. So I think they have to have a complete shift in a mindset mindset shift of like, hey, we've got to go seven and two <laughs> if we want to have a shot, <clears throat> and then pray that it's a whole new ball game once we make the playoffs. But if the good teams are still getting good, <laughs> we're we're going to just have an uphill battle all the way to the Super Bowl, which I don't like our chances at that point. Because we really have to win almost outright and lose two games. I think the offense is good enough. And they can put more points on the board if they structure the play calling differently. Like, remember the first six or seven games of last season? They're averaging like 38 mm-hmm. points a game and 450 yards. Yeah. And it was just a joke. Like, every game... <laughs> I Fun. think they started 6-0 or 5-0 or yeah, something. Yeah. But every game they would win like 41-38. to 38. The scores <laughs> yeah. were so high. <laughs> and it was just like Russell wasn't going to put a shit ton of points on the board. I think he started the season with like 25 touchdowns and zero picks. He was like a favorite was, MVP for the little yeah, bit. Yeah, for sure. For the first half, yeah. And then uh, I don't. it just seemed like they changed the way they were calling plays yep. in the second half of the year. It slowed everything down, went way more into running. It just yeah. changed everything. Yeah. That's the college Pete Carroll way, right? Yeah. And then Wilson started but throwing But the defense picks. started getting better. Yes. It wasn't even a lot of picks. I think, I think like the play calling fucked with them. Year. I think that's what it was, man. Yeah. I, he is such a... He's like an Aaron Rodgers. He's like a, um, a Peyton Manning that you just have to rely on him to win football games. Right? Like... Hey, this is the this is the idea of what we want to run want to run on offense. But it's your job to walk up to the line and see what the defense is doing and change the play. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. It's not we're going to run the ball on first down. We're going to run the ball on second down, and mm-hmm. then you're going to see what you can do on third. You just have to let him do his thing. And that's what they're missing right now. Because oh, what's his? Who's our backup right now? It's uh, Gino. Gino Smith. Yeah. Gino Smith. Yeah, he's just not there yet. He's not there. I mean, I mean, Russell's still doing warm up, even yeah. with his hand out, right? Like he's it's pretty cool. He's dialed, yeah. It's it's pretty like if you want to say he's got no fire, and that's where I say like I think he will fulfill that contract because just like the way if you're how many guys are injured and they're still warming up, <laughs> not many in this in this league when they're you know when they're injured they're just out there on the sidelines cheering each other on. Like he's out there doing his pregame rituals. Like they were saying that they wouldn't be surprised if Russ could throw left handed by the end of the his injury break because he was doing it right like and that's just how he is so i think yeah you have to you gotta have be able to pull that control factor and i don't think gino does that at the line or i think we have to like understand that the backup quarterback position might be one of the harder things to do in in sports, right? Mm-hmm. Someone gets injured, yeah. you're cold. You've been standing on the sideline, yeah. freezing your ass off for yeah. three hours. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh shit, bro." Well, especially in. especially in Gino's position because he's like, "Russ ain't been hurt his whole career. I'm yeah. fine. <laughs> this is great for ten years." Yeah. I'll see you guys Monday at practice. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> and I think that's where it's been, you know. But you know what? I, you know what I gotta say though is. We've got one of the biggest beasts on that field in DK. Mm. Why do we not use him like a Deion Sanders was used with Troy back in Dallas in those days? Like Or like Megatron. Th- exactly. Right? Throw that ball up there. Let him jump for it. Yeah, you risked that injury then too. But he's got the 
He's got the height on most of those DBs. He's got the hands. Like he so this is what everything. I think. I think the offensive play calling has been extremely subpar this year. I and then I also think the offensive line doesn't give enough time for what they're trying to do to develop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it seems like what the Seahawks really like doing is running the ball and then play action deep mm-hmm. passes off of the run game. And if your offensive line is mediocre, it's just such a terrible way to run a football game because you don't have six seconds to let guys go down the field. Yeah. Oh, right? and, and hats off too, because a lot of these DBs nowadays, they're they're good. Like they can keep up. They can, like I'm watching deep, like backs or defensive backs and safeties make plays that are just, you know, they don't even have to look for the ball anymore. They just watch the receiver react and their hands go up and, Balls, uh, 100%. you know, interrupted, Watch right? Eyes, yeah. Passes interrupted. So, I just think that everyone's getting good out there. You know, something. The game's so give. different, right? It is. The game is a pass-first league now. It, like it is what it is, and the Seahawks are behind in terms of adjusting to that pass-first league, right? Our, what are our weakest points on our team? Probably offensive line, in allowing us to be a pass-first team, mm-hmm. and our defensive back crew in defending the pass first league. So like yeah. everything the Seahawks are doing for the last few years is going against what is, is happening in the league. Yeah. Oh yeah, we could use a legion of boom right now, honestly. Oh, yeah. We're we're one we're one good corner away from having a good defensive back crew, I think. Yeah. Cuz I think um if you have a if you have a DB number 1, a corner that is lights out like a Richard Sherman was in his prime, mm-hmm. like Jalen Ramsey is right now. You can just leave that guy on a desert island <laughs> yeah. every single yeah. play, right? Him, yeah. And or then you use Jamal Adams to his strength. His strength is not coverage. He's not good at seeing the ball in the air and going to get it. That's not what he does. Whereas um, Diggs is actually quite good at that. Mm-hmm. Well, we had Shaq Griffin last year too, and I don't know why we let Shaq him go. wasn't good. I think he came in at the right time, though. He could make those plays from across the side if there was the need for it and he was just Correct. a presence out there. So Shaq was better at adjusting to the ball in the air but yeah. Shaq was not good in coverage. If no. you left Shaq one-on-one he'd get beat a lot of the time by good receivers but he looked good on the Seahawks because our DBs were shit. Yeah. <laughs> right? If you're across the field from Trey Flowers 85% of the time, the quarterback's throwing the ball to Trey Flowers' side because he is garbage, right? You might as well put a pylon out there, put Carl out there Give Carl yeah. give Carl six beers and then put him at corner. Like he's doing the same shit as Trey Flowers is doing. Anyway, that was like one of the when he asked for a trade, in my head, I'm like, man, this guy is dumber than I thought, right? Well, because he is not good at his position. And he gets benched for a week because he's yeah. not good. He's yeah. been given four years yeah. of tries, right? They put him, they've started him for four years and he sucked every game. And then he gets benched for one game. He's like, fuck you guys, I'm out. Is that what no. happened? I yeah. Thought he, okay. No, he asked for to be traded. I think they just yeah. cut him. I think so too. I thought, that, yeah, I thought they cut him and then he got picked up by Balt. No, jokes on Balt. Okay. Yeah. Picked, picked up. Oh. Both brothers got let go. I think. So both Griffin brothers got let go. That was last season. Yeah. Last off season. Yeah. Shaq left. Shaq went to Jacksonville, and then uh, Shaquem. Shaquem. Yeah. The other guy's name. Mm. Yeah. I don't know where he 
I don't know if he even so signed. He went to Jacksonville. He was then. just a special teams guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Man, to make the league with a one hand is Bro, remarkable. Yeah. He was the heart and soul out there. Like just getting those guys. I mean, if you ever had an excuse, you just look at the guy next to you and be like, yeah. how can I say anything yeah. right now? Like, this guy's out here killing it. Fired up. And making plays. Yeah. Like, no, I commend that heart. That's awesome. Yeah, so Shaquille is uh, on the Jackson on Jacksonville. Jacksonville, yeah. okay, my mistake. We yeah, played him last week. And Shaq is a free agent. He's not in the league right now. What do you think of the OBJ conversation? I think we, I think it goes back to like you've got your views on not paying him eight million bucks, but I think he, I think you pay him the money to be a decoy out there. I think you do. Because he's going to be a decoy. I mean, I just, as long as he brings no antics to the team, because we can't afford that if we're trying to go seven and two. I think my... But it's going to take him a week or two to get used to the, the flow too, right? Like He's not going to come in and just be magic right away. My thought process is more like, are the Seahawks actually going to utilize him? I think that's what the decoy will be. Like if he gets double teamed, because I think just having... But does OBG it matter on based team, on how they're running the offense right now? It doesn't matter. I think other te- it'll just give you. I think it's a it's a risky play, but I think other teams will come in, and they won't know what Seattle's going to do because they don't have any tape on how Seattle runs with him. And I think they may get fooled, and maybe they don't double team him, and then he's open, and then he makes, you know, that play that could help. Because you go back two weeks to the Monday Night Football game, which I was at, the best play of the game was I think the first play, which was a throw to DK, <laughs> and that was their play of the night. That was the only thing that they did all night. So if you get a couple of those plays and the defense can at least get a few stops, I mean, you've got Baldwin, you've got DK Metcalf, you got OBJ back there. Lockett, not Baldwin. Or sorry, Lockett, yeah, ago. Baldwin. Sorry, yeah. I get <laughs> those two always. Yeah. yeah, those are the good old era days. Golden Tate, yeah. Baldwin. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Golden Tate's always a fan favorite too. Um, yeah, you got Lockett, you got DK, and you have, uh, if you have OBJ in the mix, I think you've. I think it just opens up some double teaming, which then will leave somebody open, which you've got your, you know, you quote you, Megatron in DK he is, Metcalf. Man. He has that capability if he's not an idiot, which he's proving to be an idiot. Yeah, he's had a couple bad penalties. But the Seahawks need to rethink how their offense is going to run for the rest of the year, especially if they are going to try to make the playoffs. And it's an interesting idea to bring in OBJ and just completely redo the offense, right? Mm-hmm. Say, okay, we're going to be a pass-first team. We're going to get 65 snaps a game. We're going to throw the ball mm-hmm. 45 times. And we're going to try to see if defenses can cover three really good receivers. But then it's you also have Russ coming back off injury. Are they going to want to throw a lot on that hand right away? I think he's going to be completely fine. Yeah? Yeah. I hope you're right. <laughs> I think he's going to be totally fine. I mean, I put it this way. We're not spending money elsewhere. What's what's a? It's not our money. Like let them spend the eight million to bring him in. It can't hurt at this point. Like there's no there's it's, no at the end of the year. Oh, you spent eight million more on one player. You didn't make you didn't make the playoffs. Well, it's interesting to think about it from a management perspective, right? Like if you're a GM, if you're an owner, you're three and five. You see two of the teams in your division be legitimate Super Bowl contenders. And you're not going to catch them in the division. No. Do you pack it in? Like, if, if you're a GM thinking, okay, I'm going to spend $8 million bringing this guy in 
to try to win three more football games and not make the playoffs anyway. Or I save that $8 million and we try to rebuild next year, fire Pete, you know, whatever my thought process is and try to to take advantage of the last few years of Russell Wilson with us. We need seven wins this year. Yeah, but I don't think they're going to get that, man. Is that realistic? If you're if you're a GM thinking long term in the Seahawks organization, are you trying to do whatever you can and spend as much money as you can to win seven games this year? Or are you thinking this year's a write off? Let's plan for next season. I think you spend it. I think you spend it. What do you you're got ta- to lose? I think you're talking about it as a fan though. No, I'm thinking also as a business. Like you, they have a very short window before this team gets imploded again. The team is already imploded. Now. That's what I mean. And you, yeah, <laughs> I'm saying so short. Sure. Nothing to keep. Okay, so now you go back to your statement with Russell Wilson asking for a trade. I think if they don't see, and that's why I think he's going for that too. He wants them to bring. If he, if the source is correct, he he's vouching to get OBJ here. I think he's he's basically saying to management, "Hey, look, like if he brings us, if you bring him here, he could give us a shot at winning." Or do you bring Russ into head office and say, "Hey"? This is what we're, we're three and five. It's not looking good. Mm-hmm. We got the Cardinals in our division who are eight and one. We got the Rams who are seven and two. We're probably not making the playoffs this year. And this is our thought. Let's go after a few positions in the offseason. Let's save this money. Let's try to bring in one or two rock star offensive linemen. What does a rock star offensive lineman cost? Probably seven to eight million dollars a year. I don't think so. Somewhere around there. Let's, I think let's try to bring in one corner. He's gonna cost ten million dollars a year. So we got thirty million dollars to spend. That's what we're gonna do for next season. And we're gonna try to win a Super Bowl next year. But spending this eight million dollars on a what if to potentially try to make the playoffs this season doesn't make a lot of sense. I think Russ says, Well, why didn't you guys bringing an offensive lineman years ago when I told you to. <laughs> why now? <laughs> I, I mean, that's I, like in real estate saying, why didn't I buy that place four years ago? Oh, 100%. Yeah. And that's why it's I think like, like Seattle, coulda, shoulda, but. really, if you look at it, they have nothing to lose, I don't think. That's why you spend the money and you bring them in because I think it will just creates a different aspect on that field, a decoy. I hope I'm wrong because I mean, yeah, I'd like to see 8 million bucks go towards an offensive line, but I mean, Seattle's we brought back Marshawn Lynch to help us in the playoffs. We but we paid him like four hundred thousand dollars and Skittles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. It just seems so Seattle esque to do that. Bring him in for eight games, see if he can help out, and or the nine games we have left. It's an interesting conversation, and I'm being slightly devil's advocate and like going against what you're saying. <clears throat> totally. But at the same time. As a fan who wants to see the Seahawks win the Super Bowl again in my lifetime, mm-hmm. it's, I don't think it's going to happen this year. So, like, okay, so do it's, you? Th- it's either winning the Super Bowl or nothing, right? Do you I don't give a fuck if we don't make the playoffs. If we're not winning the Super Bowl, it doesn't matter if we go one in thirty-seven or go seventeen and zero and then lose in the first round. It's the same thing. I think you have a better shot of DK Metcalf asking for a trade before Russell Wilson retires if they don't win another Super Bowl. I wouldn't be opposed to getting rid of DK. I think he's a head case. I don't think you let him go for nothing. I think no. you... No, but I think you'd get something out of him. Do you think Russell Wilson wins another Super Bowl in his career at, in Seattle? Uh, he's good enough. Whether or not the 
surrounding players around him are good enough is the question mark that's for me. That's why we need an OBJ. <laughs> I think that's why we need an O-line. <laughs> but you can't... And a corner. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think there's a few more O-line men up for like O-linemen up for grabs right now than there are receivers. But those O-linemen haven't been working out. They haven't been on field game day shape. Like that's the biggest thing is game day shape, right? Sure. I think OBJ, if he were to sign, he comes in, he plays maybe a quarter of the game, maybe get him in for 20, 30 yards. But I don't think he doesn't click till like the next week or the week after. But I think you just bring him in to just kind of get a sniff for what they how they run the offense. Hope for some double coverage on him so that it frees up, you know, Lockett or DK or another, you know, tight end downfield. It's interesting, man. I uh <clears throat> I mean he's gonna he's gonna go for to... every he'll go for every catch he can he can try and make, right? Like that's the thing that he'll bring to the table. So like he'll go for everything. He won't not want to go for uh like he'll want to make the razzle dazzle catches because it's in his career it's in his blood the way he's been playing to make those death defying catches right i'd love so, to see them go on a run i know that's that's the thing it would be it would be electrifying it would get the fans and keep the fans into it i think for the next nine games regardless of how the season goes but if you lose this week in green bay you lose next week i think you know, the 12s are going to kind of be like, okay, season's over. Maybe I'm moving up on the season ticket yeah. list, though. Yeah, to 50,000. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any way 20,000 are losing in one year or out in one year. Every year, I move up like a few hundred spots. <laughs> That's think, it, eh? That's it. It's so small, man. It's nuts. They've been good for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. They have yes. been. That's the thing. But yeah. good or great is measured in championships. 100%. And we've got one. That's where I think you got to take the chances. And that's me, me speaking from the fan side of it, but I think you have to take the chance if you want to get a, a, a shot at getting a championship. I think taking a chance, though, is is a good thing in the off-season or like early in the year when you're 4-1 and one and you're trying to get to that next level. But, nobody... but when you're 3-5 and five and you're likely not making the playoffs... I don't know if that's the right time to spend money. Yeah, I get it's like, I mean, I just look at it. it the GM, yeah, his job is to, you know, make salary and be under budget. But he's also going to be getting the gears from his upper management if if they have a lackluster performance this year. So I think that's where you have to take the chance and say, hey, look, if I don't take the chance, we lose regardless it's either me pete or both we're out of here i gotta think i don't think the gm's going anywhere no what's no. that guy's name We've, rob schneider right schneider. yeah rob, rob schneider. schneider is that what it is no it's schneider john, john, john schneider why do i always say rob i know that's who's so, rob schneider he's, he's the actor the, uh, is he? yeah Adam yeah. sandler's buddy right yeah. with all those movies john schneider okay. i mean both just as goofy yeah. <laughs> but that guy's been pretty good it seems like he's been pretty good. It seems like... Ah, but good the, and great. That's where it comes down to chat. I mean, I and that's where like if Tom goes back to the Super Bowl this year, those guys look like heroes and they paid Tom. And we're just asking for $8 million. I don't know. I, I think we're going to agree to disagree on this. No, I'm not, I'm not necessarily disagree, disagreeing with you. 
I'm just. Uh, I mean, first they got to sign him. Yeah, I'm but just, that could be the big news this week, right? Who knows? I mean, they may have already signed him, and he's practicing already. They're just not going to say it till after the bye week. Pete got asked today in his press conference, and his response was, "I'm not saying yes or no." Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, "Well, what does that mean?" He's like, "I was on the practice field. I can't. I can't comment." <laughs> so it's in it's in talks for sure. Yeah, totally, for sure. totally. Yeah. I just, I, yeah, I, I'd be it'd be exciting to see. I've always been a fan of him. You know, most times. I mean, he does like his Vegas pool parties in the off season, but who doesn't if you're that caliber of an individual and you're able to go? But I think this He's point of his probably career, gonna be a bad example for uh, DK. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, for sure. <laughs> but I mean, whatever happens off the field, and if they're you know if they're well respected, then they got to have a little bit of fun. But I think, uh, yeah, I think at this point in his career, I mean. He wants a Super Bowl too. I know he's never really put on a good team. Anyway. No, no, never. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. The NFL's so funny like that. I mean, it's you so had much. Eli Manning. Yeah. And you were like stuck in New York, but you had New York. And now look at him. Where'd he go? He went to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. Just that's a it? few years of there injuries. for a few years. Yeah, because yeah. him and Batman and Robin went to went to uh, Cleveland when they had that. That's what they called themselves. Remember, it was Odell and uh, Baker. No, not Baker Mayfield. The other receiver, Ocho Cinco. Oh. oh no, was it? No, not Ocho Cinco. Wasn't he? Oh no, where is he? Where is he? Cleveland. He was or, Cle- uh, or Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. But they had, they had. It was. Oh, you gotta pull it up, right? It was uh, AJ Green. Was it AJ Green? Wasn't that a Browns guy or was he, was he a Cincinnati guy? They used to call themselves Batman and Robin out there. Batman and Robin. Can't find it. Uh, Batman and Robin, Cleveland. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to drive me crazy until he finds it. We're definitely talking a lot about it. So if, I mean, I change, if I change the subject, can you just bring it up if you find it? Yep. Okay. What do you think of Aaron Rodgers right now? I think he's playing probably his most fun years of football right now. What do you think of his COVID bullshit, though? That's That threw me for a loop yesterday when I heard that. So he... Oh, yeah, he went to the Halloween parties and he had the Halloween shindigs. Well, he said something <coughs> in an interview a couple weeks ago about being immunized. Right. And he never got vaccines. Yeah. But he didn't really tell people that he didn't get vaccines. And he said something about immunized... He's like, yes, I've been immunized. And to him, it was like seeing some shaman or something. <laughs> and he got like blessed by the Lord. He's like a weird kind of hippie kind of yeah, dude, right? Yeah. Anyway, he didn't get vaccines. So apparently in the NFL, you don't have to get vaccines. No. But if you don't have vaccines, your like protocol is different and you have to get tested more. And yeah, you have to wear masks in like strict protocol. locker rooms and stuff like that, whatever. That vaccine, people that have vaccines don't have to. Yeah. And he tested positive for COVID this week, so he didn't right. play. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. 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 They've got strict protocol for unvaccinated players, apparently. Yeah. That's what they were saying after this whole Rogers thing. I mean, I follow on Instagram. He looks like he's having a blast, like <laughs> team parties, 
He's always bugging his, he's always ripping his old lineman. Um, David Bakateri, or Bakateri, I think his name is. I don't know. He was the guy that was seen chugging a beer at the Milwaukee Bucks basketball game and then got his dad to do it on the big screen and it went viral. <laughs> um, but yeah, he looks like he's having a blast out yeah. there and he's having fun. Like even even his tackle in Arizona, he was like the first one to start sharing the memes that were created. Oh, yeah. And it looks so funny, right? So, yeah, I mean, he, he's won a Super Bowl. He's playing Green Bay. Two different coaches in that era. I think he's just he's just having fun. He knows his career's, he's got some years left, but I think he's just. The NFL's so funny. Like a guy like that, is he better on the same level as good, not as good as like the all-time greats. Like to me, watching him, yeah. he just moves differently mm-hmm. and he makes different decisions that if he was not, like let's say Bill Belichick was his coach. Does he have six Super Bowls? I think like he's, he's pretty so close. Good. He's close, yeah. I think he'd be close. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Was it uh, the Odell Beckham? Was it Landon Collins? No. Then who? I can't find this. Oh my God, let me see if I can find it. I'm pretty sure Matt's making this shit up. No, it's true. Hold on, I'll figure this out here. <laughs> Andrew Olsen? No, it was a... Because I know, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt call themselves Batman and Robin too. Right. Beckham and... <laughs> We're going to find the receiver. Was it Jarvis Landry? No, because... still there. Brown's releasing. Yeah, he's still there. I think it was. Maybe it was Landry. Because they've been together for a couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it might have been Jarvis Landry. Batman and Robin. <laughs> I remember them calling themselves that. I thought it was pretty <laughs> pretty funny. Both of them haven't done much in Cleveland. No, and that's... I mean, Baker Mayfield is... I wouldn't consider him on the same caliber as Russell Wilson, but I mean, he's certainly starting to come along. So maybe he just needs a quarterback to be throwing to him. I don't know. I think that's how bad the Seahawks are outside of Russell Wilson. So you can have a really, really, really good quarterback and still look like garbage (laughs) versus someone like Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Right? Is surrounded by very good football players and they have a very good defense and they're six and two. Yeah. Seven and two. Put Ryan Tannehill on the Seahawks. They're seven and two. Yeah, whatever. They put Ryan Tannehill on the Seahawks, and they're zero and twenty-seven. Oh yeah. It's like it's like starting Geno Smith. Like yeah. how's how it any different? No, it would be. Exactly He's not a good football player. player. <laughs> He's never going to be a top quarterback in the NFL. He doesn't make the play when you need it, no. right? There's just so many other guys around him that do. Yeah. Okay. Let's finish with some predictions for next week. We Sorry. play in Green Bay. It's probably going to be snowing in minus 25. <laughs> Not necessarily um, favorable to Russell Wilson coming off injury and wanting to throw the ball more. But can we get a win? I'm assuming we are... Rodgers will still be out. That's I'm a big sh- question. I'm not 100% weeks, right? sure. I'm not 100% sure. I think, I don't know what the protocol is, but you have to like test 
negative. Do you just test negative? I don't know. I thought they were saying, I thought I heard somebody say the soonest he'd be back would be, I guess they want to buy the week after this, don't they? I think that's what's happening. Maybe. Packers? Yeah. I think Seattle wins in Green Bay. I think they've been needing a road trip here. <laughs> so apparently uh, Rogers, he can come off the reserve list by Saturday if he has no symptoms or anything. So it's and all up test negative. So he could play. So he could play. Uh, yeah. I st- I, well, he hasn't been practicing though. So I think that comes into play too. I think I like Seattle in it. I think if Russell's back, I like their chances in Green Bay. Score. 20, 24, 14. Low. Yeah. I think yeah. Seattle the, defense the is going to hold them to 14. Yeah, I think so. Carl? So see, minus two and snowing. Minus two and snowing? Dude, that's warm in Green Bay. That's, that's really warm. Yeah. <laughs> that's saying that, that should be a low scoring then. I, I'd expect to see a lot of turnovers. Michael Dixon will get a couple punts inside the 20. <laughs> <laughs> MVP this year. Yep. Um, I think if Aaron Rodgers plays, we're in trouble. I think it all depends on that. Okay, you're allowed to give two scores. Go. Aaron Rodgers plays. Uh, I'll say 27-21 Packers. Okay, Aaron Rodgers doesn't play. 21-14 Seattle. 21-14. Yeah. I think Seattle's offense. Nobody's kicking a field goal. No one's no. kicking a field goal. Not I was gonna, okay, if Rodgers plays, it'll be 27-24 field goal to win at the end of the game. Nice. For? For Arizona. Or sorry, for uh, Aaron Rodgers. For Green Bay. For Green Bay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be close. I think Rodgers, you know, maybe he lies and says he's got no symptoms. Now he's playing sick. Ooh. <laughs> There's so many I don't factors. think you can lie. I think they're testing We oh, did like lie, a, though. Aggressively. <laughs> he did lie already, though. <laughs> he was immunized. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... I, I just, yeah, I think Seattle wins on the road. That's my, that's my gut telling me. That's my fan intuition telling me. I think we're just, if we're going to do this seven and two, I think something clicks. I think Russ coming back will bring a huge uplift in that locker room and guys will rise to the occasion. I don't know. All of us would love. That's a dream for sure. Yeah. I say 27 24 Seahawks. Wow. The field goal. Yeah. I don't think our defense is good enough to win a close game, low scoring game. Mm. So I think we have to put up points to win. And if you know me, I don't care if our team is 0 16. I'm going to pick the Seahawks to win. Yeah. So because <laughs> you it, know they're going to win one. It's just, yeah. In good <laughs> years, when we're really good, I'm it's usually so, picking like 10 or 15 or 14 point spreads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in <laughs> shitty years, I'm picking one to three point wins. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely take the under this weekend for sure. What is the spread? Probably 44 and a half or no, probably 54 and a half. Or the over under, sorry. Fifty four, I would take under for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. Forty nine. Forty. That's close. Twenty five. Oh. Twenty five. Yeah. So Green Bay is currently favored by four and a forty nine and a half over under. Hmm. I guess that is not knowing if Rogers is playing. So what did I say? 27, 24. 24. That's 51 points. Yeah. So I'm saying over. 
I don't know, man. It's funny how depending on weather it is, if it is yeah. actually snowing, the game will be totally different than if it's just minus two and clear. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. I wish it, I, I hope it snows. Those are fun games to watch. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, but it's not necessarily conducive to a Seahawks victory. No, that's no, but that's, that's the thing, right? Like, yeah. And we still don't have Chris Carson, right? No, I don't think so. Didn't he fracture something? He's something in his neck and it's just been bothering him. Chris Carson. Oh, pinched nerve. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Collins is good though. I like watching Collins. I do too. And Penny played a little bit last week. They're last yeah. two, yeah. They're trying to get him in. That like, guy is like a cardboard box. Yeah. Glass cannons everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I like Penny. Comes up. How do you his, like him though? I just like he comes. You know, he in some situations like, you know, third and third and two. He's always seemed to when they give him the ball. He just. I don't know. He he's gets, a strong runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just never playing football. That's the problem. Well, that's the thing I think in Seattle when you had your running backs, you filter through them. They may not tell you when they're injured <laughs> and they're still mm-hmm. going to get filtered through, right? I think that's the problem with Seattle is guys are playing hurt and they're just trying to keep playing or nagging little injuries. And, and It's not his fault. It's like it's not Penny's fault. It's just a shitty position. Yeah. Right? Like regardless of who yeah. you are, you're... The best running back in the league, Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. You fucking break your foot one game, you can't play for the whole year. Yeah. And you lose your MVP. Yeah. Or just like that. It's a crazy sport. That's why we watch it. Yeah. It's so much fun. Every single week is so Something different, man. crazy This happens. week was nuts. Yeah. This week was crazy. The Jacksonville Jaguars, one of the worst sports franchises in history. What are the other games the on Dills. tap here? Let's see what they have. This week? Because I want to see if we can predict like another crazy... What Upset? the heck moment? Yeah. Are you are you on the Jacksonville Jaguars bandwagon? <laughs> no, I was on the I was on the Trevor Lawrence bandwagon because I, I watched him in college and it's like, you know, it'd be cool to see him turn that team around. I think he will turn the team around. It's just not going to be this year. Thursday night, do you think the Dolphins can beat the Ravens? <laughs> Oof, that'll be a that'll be one of those ones where it's just a dud on a Thursday. Tennessee, New Orleans could be interesting because Tennessee's looked really good the last few weeks. Yeah. Good lose. Uh, Las Vegas at New Could York. you imagine, dude, the Bills are playing the Jets this week. Could you imagine if they lost back-to-back well, back back to, back to, to the, the Jets? Oh, God. <laughs> you fold the franchise at that point? or what? I think at that point you just give up. Everyone gets shipped out. That was that Start way. over. New 53-man roster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Practice squad, you're being promoted. <laughs> Josh Allen Tampa, Washington Detroit at Pittsburgh Oh, Pittsburgh's got a short week Because Chicago's got the The NFL is so crazy They're at the bye now Because they just had this game here tonight You look at all these games And you have no idea Which one is going to be the upset No idea Right? San Fran could beat the Rams On Monday night Yep Who knows I bet you I I think the Vegas I think Vegas Beats KC Beats KC Yeah this is the way they're playing. They're just not clicking. Arizona, and I Carolina? Think, is isn't uh, Vegas? Oh, no, they're one and one without Gruden now. Yeah. He's is back. McCaffrey's back? Yeah. So that could be an interesting game. Philly, Denver. Panthers in Arizona. Be more interesting for sure. Uh, I don't know. Kyler Murray should be back too. Is he going to be back? Because he didn't play a lot this What week. did he do? Was it his hand? 
that Detroit Pittsburgh game too. Detroit could could come into Pittsburgh and upset him. Pittsburgh's not good. I know ankle, ankle injury. <clears throat> he's questionable. Okay, he should be back. Tampa Washington. Washington will win by forty. Brady will, th- Brady will throw for eight. Eight picks. <laughs> eight touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> He'll surpass some record of some sort of, you know, 4,000 more spiral spins of the football in a game this weekend or something. Some that made up thing, yeah. Yeah. And then he'll have the most boring interview of all time after the game. Yeah, you know, big shout out to the guys up front. Yeah. They gave me the time. <laughs> Fucking hate that guy. I like this guy. He's funny. He's so animated. If we fire Pete, I want to go hard after Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin's just going to bounce from Pittsburgh? Hard. <laughs> huh? He's going to leave Pittsburgh? Well, I don't know. They're not having a good year. Anyway. Okay, let's get out of here. Perfect. <clears throat> oh, we just... How do you... We're wrapping up. Oh. On to the next. We've given our predictions. Okay. We are fired up about a Seahawks W. Oh, I mean... At this point in the season, who the fuck knows? But we're optimistic. We've already won this weekend in Green Bay. <laughs> and that, I mean, that's all that matters. We're going to enjoy ourselves. It's a one o'clock game. Yeah. I believe. 125. Probably have a nice cold beer on a Sunday afternoon. Nice. Life doesn't get much better doesn't get unless better. we make the playoffs and then it would get a little bit better. Well, thanks for having me on. Matt, you're welcome back anytime, man. Thank awesome. you. I liked it. Let's do it again. <laughs>